everyone wants to stay on trend, right? Tailwind's 2022 design trends for social media include font pairings, color palettes, and motifs, all available for use inside of Tailwind. Use the report that I'm linking inside of the show notes to help you navigate your social media and keep your social posts looking so fresh. I use Tailwind to keep my Pinterest on point, and so can you. You can also use it to design inside of Tailwind and schedule social media for your social media platforms. Head on over to the show notes to check out Tailwind's 2022 design trends for social media. This is the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. Do you know what your brand's signature style is? Well, I got you covered. Take the 60 second style quiz on our website at collegeofstyle.com forward slash style dash quiz. Once you're done, you'll get a breakdown of who your style icon is, a very cool discount code on working with me and College of Style to help bring out what your signature style is and make it work for you. So visit our website today at collegeofstyle.com forward slash style dash quiz to take the quiz now. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Colton-Medici. Follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Dr. Sandra Colton-Medici. You can listen to select episodes of the podcast live on Fireside and learn about upcoming course announcements, coaching programs, working one-on-one with Sandra, and new template releases by visiting collegeofstyle.com. Find digital marketing strategies and social media updates on Sandra's Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash college of style. Join Sandra on TikTok, Pinterest, and Twitter at College of Style and subscribe today to Sandra's newsletter. It's called Link in Bio and you can find it on LinkedIn to learn more about links that make you click. This is your personal invitation to join Sandra's community at collegeofstylecommunity.com today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 80 of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Colton-Medici, and today we are going to be talking about WordPress Wow. I have a very special guest for you, and we're going to be talking about productivity and tech tips to power your business. His name is Daniel Schutzmith, and he is the co-host of Hashtag WP Talks, a bi-weekly Twitter Spaces series where he and his co-host, Wistina Hughes, talk about the human side of WordPress. Over the past two decades, he has worked with clients such as Adobe, Greenpeace, The Pixies, MTV, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, Oxfam, PBS, NYC.gov, and so many more. Previously, he also taught at NYU, SCPS, SUNY, New Paltz, and Westchester Community College. You do not want to miss the interview, so stay tuned. I have a special announcement for you. Yes, the Template Design Summit is happening June 4th and 5th, and you are invited. So go to collegeofstyle.com forward slash TDS to register now. You also have the option to get replay access this year, so do not miss out. 
Every single session, either live or recorded, will happen inside of our Facebook group. So don't delay. Make sure that you register for the Template Design Summit now at collegeofstyle.com forward slash TDS. One quick tip that I have for you, and that is test and test often on social media. I have been testing a lot of new content inside of my Facebook group, and I've also been testing some old content. The reason I want to remind you to test your content is because if you put it out there and it hits, then amazing. Then you know that you have hit gold. (laughs) You've struck gold. But if it doesn't, then that doesn't mean that your content wasn't good. It doesn't mean that it was terrible. It just means that maybe it might hit either at a different time, tweaked in a different way, or configured so that your audience understands more about what you're trying to say in your message to them. So it doesn't matter if you throw it up once or twice or 15 times, right? It does matter that you learn every single time you post content. And I've been doing that inside of my Facebook group to learn more about what my group members want. What does the community want more of? And that's the direction that the community will go. And you can't necessarily just keep throwing up things and not changing them. You do need to reanalyze every single time you go back. And I don't mean every single day. I mean every single time, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, so that you can pivot when you need to. Because sometimes your content is gold. It is fire. But maybe you posted it when people were sleeping right? So post often and definitely test your content old and new. There are a lot of new changes on Instagram lately, and I don't want you to freak out. One is the full screen layout, and the other is a new potential to have shorter stories prioritized, meaning the first three are the only ones that are going to be shown with a kind of like see more button. So we'll see how that plays out. But for right now, don't freak out. All of these updates are just basically Instagram, I think, trying to find itself. And that doesn't mean that you have to change every single thing about your content strategy. It just means that you need to be in the know and you need to be doing and doubling down on what has been working for you in growing your audience and serving your customers. Are you trying to figure out a way to have a website that works and a shop that converts? Well, I actually have my website on Shopify for my store. Yes, I have that on Shopify and it integrates with my Show It website. So I technically have two different websites, but my shop is solely on Shopify. I love it because it gives me the buy buttons, the direct to checkout buttons that I need to send my audience directly to checkout. So if you're looking for a store and e-commerce solution for your business, check out Shopify and the 14 day free trial link that's in my show notes. I'm hoping you'll love it as much as I do. Check it out. It's in the show notes, a link to your 14 day free trial of Shopify. One of the cool things that I'm doing this year that I think you're gonna love is giving away a template a day inside of our Facebook group. And they are Canva templates, so you must have a Canva account in order to access them. So head on over to our Facebook group for a template a day as we lead up to the Template Design Summit, June 4th and 5th. Another thing that I'm super excited about, and you can hear it, (laughs) 
is that I have a brand new product on our shop and you're going to see a fun new selection of template design related merchandise. And that's simply because I can't get enough of them. So if you go on our website right now, you can see it's a compact mirror and it says J'adore templates on the front. It's too cute with hearts and all. So definitely check out our shop at shopcollegeofstyle.com for my brand new template collection, celebrating content creators, business owners, and entrepreneurs just like you. Go to shopcollegeofstyle.com today. Breaking through the noise is hard with so much distraction on social media platforms. Finding your voice, cadence, and consistency can also be elusive. Have you tried to create social media posts that just didn't seem to attract your ideal audience? Do you look at other people's social profiles and wonder, how are they posting this content that looks so cohesive and tailored to their brand identity? Well, imagine if you could create social media posts that resonate with your audience and stop people from scrolling right past your profile. Create captions that captivate your followers and nurture your community so that they trust you as an authority in your industry. And generate sales from those social media followers by crafting calls to action that convert your followers into customers. And what about just showing up online, showing up as your true self online and using strategies to build and grow your online community? Well, that's what we do inside of the six-week group coaching program. It's called Style to the Nines. We just had an open enrollment period that literally just ended. So if you missed that open enrollment period, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up. We're having another. <laughs> so if you missed it, the upcoming holiday is your chance to secure your spot. Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it's an open cart just for you. Like I said, every single time that I'm offering this program, the investment will go up. So the program is $300 for the six-week group coaching program. So do not miss out. This is your last opportunity for this spring cohort of the Style to the Nines group coaching program. I can't wait to see you inside and do not miss it this Memorial Day weekend. Have you ever felt like you keep saying, um, I can't hear you or the voice quality is really bad during your online meeting? Well, Take a look at Iris Clarity by AppSumo. It's hard to stick to an agenda of your remote meetings when participants can barely hear each other, right? So let online conversations flow with AI-powered voice isolation with Iris Clarity by AppSumo. Check the show notes for a link on how you can get it today. I have the pleasure of introducing you to my guest. His name is uh, Daniel Schutzsmith, and he has so much experience um, over the last two decades. I'm just gonna go into a little bit of your bio really quickly. Um, you oh no, it's so good. Um, but you have worked with uh, you know clients across the space from Adobe to Greenpeace to MTV and so many more. And we're gonna be talking today about WordPress and productivity and tech tips to power your business. So I wanted to thank you for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is, this is terrific. So how did you get into just being so good at what you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... My first, I mean, I'll go back to my first job. My first job was uh, working for a small agency um, right after college. Uh, I believe I actually got the, the position, you know, this is back in like 2000. Um, I got the position, I think, like a week after college or something like that because web designers and web development just wasn't a, really much of a thing. And, you know, we didn't go to school for 
then, uh, you know, I did that for a year. I had a great time, but then I was laid off a year later. And that immediately made me think, okay, I need to understand everything about an agency <laughs> and having a studio like this so that I can be able to move nimbly, you know, into different in different positions, but also be able to actually run one my, my own uh, someday. Uh, and so that's what I did. So you'll notice that, like, especially my LinkedIn profile, like, you'll see how I went through and became a project manager, or I did new biz, or I was a COO. Um, I even had my own agency for eight years. Uh, and that was all, you know, completely on purpose. It was, it was looking to kind of gain those skills so that I could be able to just be better at what I wanted to do. Ultimately, I love doing what I do now. I love being kind of like a project manager slash, you know, developer slash designer, kind of sitting in that, all those spaces to be able to kind of create, you know, websites really fast, but also kind of more efficiently. Right. Uh, Efficiency yeah. is key at this point because we're all so busy and we don't really have a lot of time, but you are actually the co-host of WP Talks, which is a bi-weekly Twitter Spaces series. So if you are in the audience listening and you've not heard um, his Twitter Spaces series, I definitely want you to head over after we're done and follow him on Twitter um, so that you can listen to all of his bi-weekly spaces with his co-host, uh, Winstina Hughes, and they talk about the human side of WordPress. But let's get into how we can make our lives easier and with some of the productivity um, aspects of WordPress. Now, when I have been, I told you before we got on here, I was gonna tell you um, something, and this is my horror story of the last week, which is I have, I know, so I have my, uh, my website on Show It, and they do regular updates because oh, yeah. they have uh, WordPress as their blogging component. And they do regular updates of WordPress, and the update that they did completely wiped out a ton of websites. <laughs> and and I, got an, I got an email that said, there was a fatal error or something like a critical error. Um, please let us know on the emergency whatever if your website's still out. And I was like, oh my goodness. you know. So when you're thinking about WordPress, a lot of times people look at it and they go, it's really overwhelming with the amount of plugins that there are and taking care of the back end. Where do you find the best uh, ability for you to, as a business owner, to say, okay, like what's the like straight line? Like not the up and down and through and you know, whatever, but to get to having a, a website that functions on WordPress or even a blog that functions on WordPress without doing too many bells and whistles to make it really easy for people. Yeah, I mean, so it all depends kind of on, on how many folks are actually going to be administering that website, uh, how many, and what the technical proficiency of, of the, you know, those people are, uh, and also, you know, how much you want to invest in that, uh, whether it's just a one-time thing or like a once-a-year thing, or whether it's like a monthly thing. Um, the mm -hmm. thing that I hope people take away from, though, is that you have to be able to invest something, like there has to be a budget there for you to be able to do this work, whether it's your own time, whether it's, you know, your own marketing budget, whether it's a larger budget coming from, you know, the business. The reality is that WordPress isn't just a set and forget it type of uh, content management system. It's something that actually needs to be paid attention to. And so, you, you know, you've seen that yourself, uh, you know, having to make updates to the site. Uh, and it sounds like with Show It, you know, they're handling the, the actual infrastructure for that and all the the hosting side and also making those updates for you. But as you saw, like, you know, things can happen once in a while, mistakes pop up. But having, you know, that type of thing in place is actually really good. I, show it sounds like a great 
avenue if it's something where you're you don't want to get into the technical aspects but you want someone to handle it for you um there's other things out there a lot of the different managed wordpress hosts kind of do similar similar types of things like that but don't go as far as the themes and such that you get on, on showing um and those are like you know the wp engine um pantheon some of those some of those types of types of ones out there kin stuff uh but for you know one of the biggest things I would say is, you know, knowing your qualities, so what's your strength, like, are you technically proficient in these things? Do you want to be updating the website or handling plugin updates and things like that? Uh, and if you're not, then, you know, figuring out, is this somebody you need to actually bring on regularly? So, like, a full-time employee, or is this or is that a small uh, maintenance, you know, studio that you want to hire every month or something? Or is it, like I said, just a kind of a go to a managed place that can be able to handle those things for you. Um, and, you know, not every team is the same and not every project is the same. I mean, I've done, it has to be over a thousand websites now and everyone's unique and different and kind of the way they're put together and the technical proficiency of everyone. So it's really, you know, trying to figure out, figure out those pieces. Right now, my day job is actually working for Pinellas County government. So I've been there for two years since the, uh, since COVID started, since the pandemic started. Uh, I actually started, I think, three weeks before the pandemic. <laughs> so it was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting time to be in government uh, specifically and then, you know, be in an office and all of a sudden have to go remote. Um, but I bring that up because a large part of the infrastructure we use internally is all based on that assessment of what's the technical proficiency of the people who need to use this website. And so for a lot of the internal sites we create, you know, we're, we're trying to make it as simple as possible for people to work with. So we're using things like the block editor that's already a part of WordPress. We're teaching them how to do things like, you know, shortcuts with like a little key commands, things like that. We're making little like kind of 30 second to two minute videos right inside the WordPress administration um, that shows how to do kind of more advanced things. So you can't see my hands, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gesturing to the advanced things. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, giving people the learning capabilities that, you know, you wouldn't normally have. Because you notice in WordPress a lot of times we're kind of searching for how to do something and you end up in a rabbit hole, you know, on three different websites. And so it's your blog post that explains how to do, you know, something that should be really simple. And so that's what I try to do in all my work is try to make it as simple as possible for that person coming in just who wants to create a page or wants to update a piece of content to be able to get in, understand what they need to do, how to do it, and just get up and go on with their day. I love it because you reminded me of something that I actually used to do way back in the day. I was a cashier at Sephora. Um, and every single uh, shift that I would work, we would come in and we would, before we ever stepped out on stage, is what they called it, out onto the floor, we would do learning modules. And yeah, and it was part, we got paid to learn. And it was so that, you know, if, if somebody asked you about a product, you'd be able to talk about it. And they would, you know, hand you the product as, you know, sample and you'd be able to touch it and feel it, whatever. But it reminds me of that because if you're creating these kind of learning modules within the administrative part of WordPress for your employees or even simply for you to kind of go back to, it's kind of like the um, standard operating procedure of how to do something. It reminds me of like, that's like the simplest way to like get the nugget of information that you need to then move the project forward, right? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. The, um, and, and 
sometimes too. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? We, especially developers, and I can say this because I am one, <laughs> will try to over-engineer a solution to something when really all it took was to just purely just take a real quick, you know, screen share of your your system, kind of show people how to do the thing that you want them to do, so that they can replicate it and do it themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Over and over again. And so when I'm in WordPress, typically sometimes I'm I'm looking at like Yoast, right, to try to like boost my SEO, and and so it gets a little complicated because if you are looking at you know what they're telling you to do as far as like best practices, and then you're looking at like, but that's not what my my blog originally looked like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like now that I'm done like optimizing it, it's a completely different topic or a completely different um, blog post. What do you think are some of the plugins that are for WordPress that maybe people should be looking at to make their lives simpler and easier and more, um, I would say, more user-friendly? Um, and I know plugins come and go, obviously, but yeah. what are some of the ones that you would recommend, and not necessarily for all sites, but just as ones that you find to be most helpful? There's kind of three different things I, I get really excited about. One is uh, on the WordPress admin side, you know, we sign in. Uh, and, and immediately you see that you have the posts on the side. Uh, as far as the menu goes, you have posts and you have pages and you have comments, things like that. Um, that whole menu structure usually isn't what we actually want for the website. Usually, you know, we don't want comments or maybe we don't want posts at all or maybe we want to rename something to whatever it should be. And so what I've done over the years is every, every website I work on, I actually redo a lot of that uh, look and feel and also the... the order of which you see that menu in there in the WordPress admin. To do that, there's there's two different plugins. The one I like the most, though, is it's called Admin Menu Editor. Uh, so Admin Menu Editor, uh, there's also a pro version, um, which just gives you a little bit more capabilities and more stuff to do. But essentially, it allows you to you know make the color palette a little bit better in the WordPress administration, and it allows you to move those menus around. Um, one of the first things I usually do is I put pages at the top of that side menu in the WordPress administration just because that's where most people are working. And then the same thing goes with, you know, any custom post types we create in there. Say, for example, we have events or something like that. You know, we might move that around so the structure makes a little bit more sense inside of there. And I wish this was visual. I could actually show you some some examples. But, uh, you know, a good example is the, the website redesign we're doing for Pinellas County right now. That backend is completely branded uh, Pinellas County colors and and uh, logo and everything else so so when one of our employees is in there they'll, they'll have no mistake on you know what site they're inside of like it does not look like a normal wordpress site because we've gone ahead and made sure that all the branding's in the back end there to me this is those two things so it makes it really easy and simple to to work with the interface in wordpress but it also uh i think it instills a little bit of culture and just kind of uh pride in you know being in there working in the administration side if you just go into wordpress it looks very drab usually it's various colors of gray <laughs> you know that's what it is so by just giving it a little bit of a, of a facelift it you know pops a little bit more and it's easier to work with the other thing since you mentioned content too uh, a plugin i've been getting really excited about lately has been uh, bertha I don't know if you've heard of that before. It's, it's Bertha.ai, B-E-R-T-H-A.ai. Uh, it's, as far as I know, and I've looked at, you know, a lot of different plugins, it's the first uh, AI-powered uh, plugin for content uh, inside of WordPress. And so this works similar. 
over to Jasper, uh, which used to be called Jarvis, um, which is a SaaS app. You just put in kind of what you what you want to write about, and it actually helps you write it. It does not replace writing, <laughs> so you still have to you know know your topic. You still have to be kind of an editor and decide how you want this all to be written. But it dramatically speeds up the time to kind of put together uh, put together you know the, the types of text that you want on a page. Uh, and so we've seen ourselves using this you know in, in times when we're trying to get away from jargon, especially. And you want to put it in a way uh, that's easy for people to read, um, which is a really important thing on on the front end because that also, you know, it helps with marketing, but it also helps with accessibility. Uh, so most people don't know that you know one of the key tenets of of accessibility and people being able to work with your website is that it should be, I believe, it's a, a fifth grade level or lower or seventh grade level, somewhere around there. Making sure that the text is actually readable like that and has less jargon is really important. So these kind of AI uh, applications do that. Um, it's been something I've been kind of playing around with lately and getting getting pretty excited about. Yeah, well, I actually have Jarvis, formerly Jasper, oh, cool. or, or no, Jasper, formerly Jarvis. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I was actually on a, um, a like an instructional tutorial training session with them when I first started, and the and the person who was running it kept going, I mean, Jasper, I mean, <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. been Jarvis for so long. But it, it is something that when you mentioned the fifth grade level, I think newspapers are on what, seventh or eighth grade reading level. Um, so it makes sense that you know, something having that much technology behind it would be a little bit lower reading level or lower comprehension as far as, um, you know, just making it easy for people and, and more accessible, like you said, so that, you know, on the back end, people who are, you know, seeing things and or not seeing things, but um, having different accessibility features so that they can either hear them if they're not, you know, capable of reading or, you know, or even um, when I think about accessibility, I've been looking at things a little bit differently. Like I can see and I can hear and I have, you know, cognition and all of those things. But, but when I'm looking at screens late at night, like I want dark mode, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I've been utilizing these accessibility features for me in a different way. So Definitely interesting to look at some of those plugins that you mentioned. With I'll I'll definitely look up, look up the Bertha AI. Um, that seems very interesting. But I was actually before we got on here, I was looking up different productivity plugins for WordPress, and I wanted to just ask you if you know when you're thinking about scheduling or menus or things that are like Yoast, like optimizing SEO and things like that. Like, how much does that play into the success of a site versus just the the person who is actually running it? You know what I mean? Like, the person who's actually putting in the content. Because I think a lot of times we get a little, um, you know, sidetracked by like, oh, the technology is going to do it for us. But just like you mentioned with Jasper, like, it's not really. Like, you still have to come to the table with, you know, your your thesis, your whatever the content is in order to be able to tell the technology what to do with it. So, you know, are there any, is there anything that you can say as far as like how, where WordPress was and where it's going as far as where you see um, some of the changes that will happen in the future? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that used to be add-ons are really becoming a part of WordPress core. Um, so things that, you know, used to be used to be plugins that we would put in there to do certain tasks or, or to make something run or now actually be just becoming a part of, of WordPress and how it works. Um, a good example is, you know, I know you've worked with uh, WordPress and the block editor and things like that in the past. So that, that, that's a really good example where that used to be something that would just be available inside of page builders like Visual Composer or Elementor or things. 
and hello, and those are both specifically for uh, use with Elementor. Um, so it's not like you know the full site editing is going to take over and kind of change the, completely change the game from Elementor for folks that are already using it. But it's definitely going to start chipping away and start becoming something that's that's more usable across the board. For uh, you know, go back to accessibility and stuff like that. I, I do think that the way that we're building with the block editor is actually changing things a lot for the better. And so we're seeing us being able to do more things in there without extra, I guess I would say extra cruft, extra extra interface things basically in the WordPress admin. And what I mean by that is, you know, if, if you look at Divi or you look at Elementor or any of those, you know, their interfaces are completely different than what WordPress looks like. And so that whole concept in there can be a little bit confusing to users. Uh, and I know, you know, when I've when I've uh, worked with clients, especially, and trained them on things, that's where they get kind of disconnected as well. Of, you know, well, I thought WordPress is this thing, but there's also this other thing. And so it's, you know, making them kind of cohesively come together. I think is a lot of what's, what's happening with Black Editor there. But, you know, the overarching thing I see us going towards is just more of a no-code solution. Um, everything, you know, that I'm seeing lately is really pushing towards less actual development when you're building a WordPress website to more kind of visual graphical user interfaces that any of us can learn and be able to work with. A good a good example of that is like a, a Uncanny Automator, uh, which is like a, it's like a Zapier for, specifically for WordPress. So you can do things like, you, know, you can have people sign up for the website uh, as users and then run a series of automations basically that can then push other things to happen. Like it could send you a Slack message, it could send something to Zapier too, it could, you know, add them uh, to a special email newsletter. Uh, but all that's click and drag. We don't, have to, we don't have to do any type of PHP or anything like that in there to make those things happen. And that's just what, you know, that's where I, where I see things really going towards us is more that type of that type of usability. The last thing I was going to mention was going back to accessibility as well. I think that too helps empower this whole kind of no-code concept where we're moving. Um, because whereas before you would hire someone like me to, you know, understand the accessibility of your website and make sure the colors were correct and make sure, you know, your image had alt tags and things like that, all that is already accessible right inside of WordPress when you're editing a page. So if you choose a light color and put for for text and then put it on a light color background, it'll actually tell you, hey, you know, this color might not show up correctly. You should consider using, changing this for accessibility. And that's really important. There's also plugins like uh, there's the Accessibility Checker by the folks at Equalize Digital. Uh, and that specifically, uh, they have a whole interface that goes on the page when you're editing that actually shows you all the things that need to be changed in order for that page to be accessible and to be to be seen a little bit better. And just increasing you know, the, the accessibility of a page helps increase the SEO, makes the you know, whole thing a little bit more easier to work with for, for everyone involved. And especially for folks that, like you were saying, have uh, temporary disabilities. So like you're saying, you know, at night, or maybe they, you know, are only have one arm to use at the time because they do something else with the other arm, you know, carrying a kid or something, um, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it really helps people, I think, when you're looking at all the kind of newness that you were just mentioning with 
it telling you, <laughs> like, by the way, this is not going to fare well on Google or it's, it's not going to be very accessible to, to people is, is really new, I think, um, at least for, for me. I had WordPress way back in the day. And when I started to, you know, switch my site, I had um, Squarespace and I went over to show it and they, you know, have this uh, WordPress blog inclusion. I was like, oh, WordPress, I know WordPress. And then I went into it and I was like, this is a different WordPress. You know, um, I was pleasantly surprised with what I was seeing. But I also thought, you know, there were people on blog posts that would say, make sure you get this WordPress versus this WordPress. So can you kind of explain what the difference is? Because I know there's like a WordPress.com and a WordPress.org that many, I think that's what it is, um, that many people yeah. can confuse between the two? Yeah, I mean, the, the main difference is that .com is a, is a pre-hosted version run by the folks at Automatic who are the main contributors to uh, WordPress code. .com, uh, the whole system, ecosystem they have there actually is really, really well put together. I did a little tweet thread about it about two months ago or so. Um, because I was pretty surprised because I signed in and I hadn't seen the .com version of WordPress in a long time. Uh, and there's a lot of improvements in it. It's basically similar to the .org version. So the .org version is the self-hosted version. So you can put that on any type of server you want to. And that's also what we would see on like Show It or Elementary even uses the .org version and puts it on theirs and then they change it to what they want it to be. But for all those, you know, you can put those uh, and use that however you want to. But the .com version is just another kind of pre-made managed version to that. And so inside of it, they already have things like Stripe integrated in and Cloudflare and Google Analytics and things like that. And you're just filling out basically pieces of it. So .com is a pretty interesting uh, alternative solution to hosting it yourself where, you know, where it's a little bit different and interesting, I guess, I guess a little bit different and still elusive is where they're going to take it with the new full site editing that's happening, these new themes that are coming out. And I think that goes across the board. You know, if you have a website right now, like your website, you've already had a theme, you already kind of know what you're doing and the way you want it to go. But once you get ready to do a website redesign a year or two, that's when everyone's going to start having to think more about, okay, so am I going to stick with the path I'm on now, or am I going to move to this new kind of full site editing environment that WordPress core is doing and putting out there? Uh, and I think there's going to have to be a lot of education around that because me as a developer, I've been hearing about it for, you know, two years or so, but to the general public, most, most folks didn't even know like full site editing was coming to WordPress as a thing until they kind of pushed it out there yeah. Well, thank you for reminding me of all the work I'm going to have to do in a few years <laughs> because I, I'm so looking forward to that. But I do think that it's very important to think about all the different aspects of WordPress that where we can save our time. You mentioned changing menus on the back end, making sure that there's videos that help people navigate very quickly into advanced changes and looking into plugins that will really help you with productivity, whether it's um, AI enhanced writing or, or other things as far as um, making sure that you're optimizing your your profile for accessibility etc so i really enjoyed our conversation today and daniel thank you for your time today i appreciate it yeah. all yeah, right thank you and i should mention i should mention as well we have wordcamp us that's going to be happening in the fall uh that'll be in san diego it'll actually be in person uh and uh right now we're looking for speakers so 
speak about that. US.wordcamp.org? Yeah, awesome. So um, thank you so much for uh, joining me. All right, take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I'll see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.